Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Come on. Ready. And by the way, if you're hearing birds, Dan is now an, an aviator or air, whatever. What, an avi, aviatorator? What are you trying to say? What do you have a bunch of birds? No, Dan is in Hawaii. Yeah, let me show yeah. you a little pig. Let me show you. Show us. Oh, thanks. Boom. Okay, why don't you just keep it on that? And not me? Come on. I got this Dude. nice tan going on. Yeah, it's nice sunburn. You have it shaved. Got my got zebras. zebras. Hey. Come on. We should have Jim on the show. You know what? We need to get him on. Yeah. We talk about people getting on. We invite them and we find out. I'm afraid to come on this show. I don't know what to say. <laughs> hey, hey, join us because that's how we feel. <laughs> we don't know what to say every week. No, we have no plan. <laughs> so, yes, Dan's in Hawaii. And uh, tell, tell us about your trip, bro. Oh, man, I have to say, we've been here since Wednesday. My wife and I decided that we were going to come down for Thanksgiving because we're like, you know, We've been doing the cooking and the cleaning and all this stuff for years and years and years. You got to cook the turkey. The turkeys are like 300% more than what they were two years ago. So we're like, you know what? Let's take that money we're going to spend on the turkey, fly down to Kauai for a couple of days. And we're here until Wednesday. I'll tell you what, it's been an amazing journey. You asked me before the show, what was the highlight of the trip so far? So far. Journey for the first time got a chance to go snorkeling. Come on, that's amazing! And she saw the real fish. That's right. Because at home at nighttime, we put this this like screensaver on her TV that is an aquarium where it's coral reef and angel fish and all these beautiful color fish, and she got a chance to see it in real life. It's super cool. We're at a place called Poipu Beach down in Kaloa. Kauai in Hawaii, and we're loving every minute of it. Can't wait till tomorrow though, because I'll be up in the skies. Woo! GJ, I wouldn't have done it if GJ hadn't pushed me out the side of the helicopter. I, I literally, <laughs> in every communication I've had, it's been, how was the chopper ride? You've got to go. So the reason I'm pushing it is because it's one of the top five life experiences i've ever had as far as adventure scenery and mm. i've been in a lot of cool places and i'm telling you, it was you know me and Alita were like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh well i can't wait it's tomorrow hopefully if they can get a fourth person to get on there 
uh, will be going tomorrow sometime around three o'clock. You'll get the fourth person. You'll get the fourth person. Might be Journey. Yeah, right now. Tiny's not getting on it. She's like, you know what? We can't die both at the same time. <laughs> one of us, only one of us can die at a time. And hey, if it's going to be hey. invited to be you. All right. Well, let's say that happens. Where are you going? I'm going straight to heaven, bro. Hey, 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 hey. I'll be in paradise and I'm going to paradise. Yeah. All right. So that makes, there's a quote, a saying we've had on the show many, many times. Things that make you go, so will you? Will you? <laughs> yes, I'm going. Whether you like it or not, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I got to spend eternity with you. <laughs> so hey, I'll tell you way, what. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that if you're watching this on Tuesday, as we every single week we're on Tuesday, or and you wanted to see last week's show, and it was late getting on is because our good friends at the FB, they had they had about 11,000 people laid off in the last couple of weeks. And it's taken them a while to start reviewing videos. It took them two days to review the video. Wow. And then they denied it. And then I ever had them review it. And it was up within an hour. So I think there's some things going on in, over at the FB. But that's why it's a little bit late. But you'll get a chance to see it. We already have the numbers starting to climb this weekend. So. It's good to see. What were you going to say? Well, if you can't find it there, you can always find it at endtimes.chat. 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 And we do our best to make sure it goes up there as fast as possible. Sometimes there's a delay because of certain people. Oh, snap. Whoa, you called me I out. You I put was me just on blast. That. I wasn't going to say it. All right. So, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. So I got to spend time with my family. So I went down to, uh, to my mom's and my brother. They live on the, the same property. My sister and her husband, Kenny, were back. One of my sons was there and then both my nephews. And one of the nephews married to his wife. So anyway, we had a, a small gathering. And so, of course, my sister, Julianne, kept kept asking me, what size shirt do you wear? And what's your favorite color for shirts? I'm like, but that's a no-brainer. I go, purple. I go, but black's probably safer. Because I like purple. I don't know if you like purple. And then I had a feeling she was making a because then she asked, what size does Dan wear? And I'm like, extra small. Oh, snap. <laughs> it's like a little tube top. <laughs> little tube top. She personally, personally made this shirt. She picked out the font. She picked out all the letters and she printed out a a T-shirt. And I wanted to wear it today. But I'm going to take a year like I did and getting you the M2B March to a Billion hat. So I'm going to wait till you have it and we'll coordinate. and We'll wear it on the show at the same time. So hopefully that's next week. And then you're going to lose yours, and somebody's going to be running around Dallas in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take the shirt right <laughs> off of that. And oh, my, my goodness. So, anyway, Thank thanks you. to what's her what, What's her last name? Yankovitz. Your sister's last name is Yankovitz? Yeah. Oh, so thank you, Mrs. Yankovitz. Appreciate it. Or Julianne. Thank you, Miss Julianne. Or as I call her, Julie. But only my brother, 
Only my my brother and I are the only ones that call her Julie. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, thank you, JY. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I don't know if much is going on in the world. Oh, come on. There's so much going on in the world. I know there's a lot going on in Hawaii. That's all I'm saying. Well, there is. And I'll tell you what, we should just get started because we got, oh, you know, before we get started, let me say hello to a bunch of people that we always watch. Danya, always great to have you watch and say, uh, we're saying hello to you. Tiffany, always great to have you on. We have some pastors in Nigeria that watch us every single week, like clockwork on the show doing live. So we want to say hi to you. And everybody in our friends in the Philippines, you've always been very faithful watching us. So I want to say that. Anyway, so we do have some things going on. And the two Earth news that I've got for you that I think, I'm not sure who posted these. I never know who posted them. I, I, I posted nothing. I got I literally got, I got nothing. nothing. I literally got nothing. <laughs> nothing. I got nothing. Okay, I might have one or two. Well, this one, I'm not sure who posted it, but I'm just going to pop one. it up on the screen. You don't have that one. <laughs> No, I think I did this one. So, yeah, the southern U.S., this is absolutely insane. So the, there's the, the U.S. storm forecast is scheduled to unleash many months' worth of snow on parts of, guess where? New Mexico and Texas. Texas, people. It's almost like the snow shelf is kind of moving further south the more the years pass by. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if there are any streaks in the sky. Whoa. To Whoa. I'm just there. saying. You I'm just there. saying. I did. I get into an argument with people every single time I talk about that. <laughs> yeah, my family doesn't like me talking about it. That's so negative. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> they're trying to kill us. Well, you know, breathe it in, soak it in. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> and then there's this one. This is this is crazy. First of all, down here. In the Double great gobble. state, yeah, down here in the great state of Kauai, and in Hawaii, I mean, on Kauai, and also on Hawaii, and Oahu, and all the other islands, there are chickens everywhere, like everywhere. And unfortunately, in the United States, this is the this is a record breaking year of how many birds have been killed due to the avian flu. Mm. Now. That means chickens, turkeys, and other birds around the U.S. This is what they're calling the worst U.S. animal health disaster to date, topping wow. the previous record of 50.5 million birds that died in 2015. So keep your eyes on the sun, moon, the stars, signs, pestilences, which doesn't necessarily mean it has to be pestilences just for humans, but also for animals. And uh, that's, a lot, that's a lot of birds. It's a lot of birds. So what are you saying? The price of chickens going up. Price of chicken has, has already gone up for sure. But yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. And then I know you that's all the earth news I've got, by the way. I didn't have anything hey, more. I'm hey. still. Yeah. What? Yeah, I got nothing, man. All you, all you got is your scenery as you turn the camera. I got some earth news right over there. That's pretty no, awesome. It's like, beauty, beauty. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out if a Kauai is one big volcano. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Tomorrow you might find out. I might find out. We'll see. Well, this next one was pretty shocking. It was something I think you posted. 
that happened just the last couple of days, I believe. Something about Israel. Well, did you post it? I did post it, and I've got it pulled up here, and for some reason my screen went blank, but I can hear you, so I'm sure you can see me. I can see you. All right, so everything's working. I just have a black screen, so I can't see anything. So, uh, Oh, well, uh, it's the Americans that were injured, I guess, in two simultaneous bombings in Jerusalem, from what I understand. Yes, and I, yeah, I'm trying to pull that up. I was all ready. Now I'm, like, losing it. Oh, that's all right. What, what I'll just say is, is that this is, from what's being reported about these two tragic bombings that actually were buses that were uh, detonated, it has left a teenager dead, dozens injured, including two U.S. Not that the fact U.S. citizens matters to anybody around the world, but the fact that there were, for us, two U.S. citizens in those bombings. During rush hour, these bombs went off at two separate bus stops in Jerusalem. Now, this is the first time, I think, G.J., if you correct me if I'm wrong, if you read the story, but well, it's the I'll first time. You. You're wrong. I'll oh, I'm sure. You. I'm sure you will. Please correct me, GJ. Correct me. Correct me. <laughs> I nothing. This is a this is a kind of a new. Even in the past, where they've had these bombings, it has been a little bit different than what how this went down. And that's all I know. I don't know all the details around it, but the fact that it was at 7 a.m. on one of them, and about 30 minutes later, a second one went off. It's almost like it's sparking a whole new kind of terrorism around around Israel and now in Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem is a hotbed of activity and will be during the entire end times. During the tribulation period, Jerusalem is going to be a focal point of what's going to happen and what we find out in Revelation. So did you get a chance to pull it up there, TJ? Well, I, from here on out, I, my screen had to come back up, but I do have it here. And you know, so it's two bombs and they put shrapnel in it. So like when it blew up, that it would send shrapnel out so that it would actually penetrate, create more damage. Don't know why they did it, but again, keep your eyes on Jerusalem. And from basically what you're saying, from here here till eternity, Jerusalem is a place to watch. So watch the news, watch what's happening, good and bad. And there's a lot of great news that's coming out of Israel right now, too. And I watched, this is a little side note, I watched about the Red Heifers and uh, with a um, Jewish gentleman that was on. Um, Jimmy Evans show and it was a really good one about you know that it has to be perfect and so far these they have five of them and it costs over a quarter million dollars to get them from Texas to Israel and they're all looking very very good and they, they, they ha can't have any blemishes and by the way God definitely was in, in, involved because they didn't they normally tag the cows and they did not tag them. And if they had tagged it, that means there's a blemish in the ear. And so they didn't do that. And the reason they didn't do it was because of what was going on in COVID. And, and so they didn't do it. And so, again, that was another miracle. And so right now they're looking very good. So we're about 18 months away. So over the next 18 months, that they have to be a certain age. And I think that window is like 12 to 18 months away. Wow. Well, that's a great segue to leading up to the tribulation because that's obviously something that I think is going to be incredibly important during this time frame to watch. 
but you actually had posted. Do you have your screen back up? Can you see what's popping no, up on the screen? No, but I got my phone here, so you just have to cue me. I'm, I'm flying blind. Flying blind. So the, the FIFA World Cup is here, and it just started last week. And I know that a lot of people around the world are watching it. They're rooting for their uh, their home countries. The United States is still in it, believe it or not. I mean, they had a tie at a draw with England that kept them in the game. So, but that being said, FIFA World Cup has their opening ceremonies. And as we've been finding out with all these different opening ceremonies, there are some very, shall we say, satanic or demonically oriented things that go on. So that that's your cue, GJ. I'm showing the picture right now that you posted in the End Times chat on Telegram. Well, everything, and, and I'm going to read exactly what it says, it says, it's designed after the headdress worn in the region. It also looks like a ghost as it's a spirit from a parallel universe called the mascot verse. Uh, and then and then you're probably showing where it has all the gold and you know silk design. And so it's like multiple portals going on. So it's like a dual universe that's parallel to what's happening in reality. And so anytime anything like that's happening or that's being talked about, that's not of God. That's that's a man and that is of Satan. So again, a very subtle, artistic. So it always they usually do it with artistic, you know, the execution. So it looks good. However, if you really understand what's going on, that it's it's a, there's an underlying meaning. And, and not every ceremony across the world does this. But what we've reported over and over and over from Super Bowl to NFL kickoff, Major League, I mean, every a lot of major sports, the Olympics, and they all have these different things that are going on. Yeah. And the funny thing about this is, is that there is has been so much in the entertainment world that is focused on the multiverse, having multiple universes and parallel universes. And I was just watching a movie on the way down here on the airplane called Every, Everything Everywhere All the Time or something like that. And the whole movie is based on the fact that there are, the, there are these simultaneous universes happening that are almost as if they're the same. They look exactly the same as us, but they do different things and they, go, they take different pathways of life. So there's that. And then there's also all the Marvel comic movies and the Avengers and DC comic and I mean, you name it, there's been a whole push towards the multiverse, and this just proves it again. Now they're putting it right out in your faces during the FIFA World Cup for the whole entire world to see. So, yeah. I'm not sure what else to say about that, because other than the fact that there's there's this idea that we continue to push, and our good friend Kevin Kurtz, who's going to be on the show again soon, that has written these novels, that talks about the fact that there's this deception that happens where they make people think that this Antichrist that's coming down is actually from a different universe and, and an alien of some kind. So take it away, GJ. What do you got? Well, why are they doing this? And Alita and I, Alita's my wife, and we talked about this actually this morning before we went to church, is how certain things are now surfacing that once was, you, you might hear about once in a while, or you knew some of what was going on, but you didn't really see it. Or it was very so subtle that you'd, you'd have to almost know that it was there, to, to know that it was there. So now all this is coming out right out front and center. And the reason they're doing a lot of this is the metaverse 
you know, the virtual reality, it all sounds cool. And, you know, there's games tied to it. I mean, there's a lot of different things that are, you know, that are being used for good. However, we also know anything that can be used for good can also be used for bad and vice versa, is they have to be able to explain where did all these people go when Jesus returns called the rapture. And those that have given their life to Jesus are all of a sudden instantaneously gone. They have to be able to explain it. So alien abduction, they got sucked into the metaverse. You know, all these different things are, are, are desensitizing people that don't really know. I even see how it's actually desensitizing Christians, how they're buying into some of the lies. So they have to explain this. And so, well, that makes sense. And people will buy it. And then, then they'll move on. So those are the things that I see. And Satan knows that his days are numbered. And that's the other reason why we're seeing more and more of these things that are right out in the open, blatant as can be. And a lot of people don't realize it. And, and that's why you have to be in the Word. you got to be in the Word. And the Word is the Bible. And I'm telling you, the more I'm in the Bible, the more I see things, the more I have a strong discernment on certain things, even though I may not be able to explain it. I just have that feeling. You know, a lot of people will say it's that gut feeling. You know, God gives us gives us the ability to have wisdom and discernment. And I just know the more you get closer to Jesus, the more discernment wisdom you're going to have. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, GJ, because there's I've noticed a couple of posts on Instagram recently that and uh, and these are believers from what I understand. I don't really know their heart, so I can't really say for sure. But there was one post that was put up that said, why are we not praying for the one in the entire universe that needs the most prayer? And that's Satan. Why aren't we praying for him to like turn from his evil to go to good? And I think, you know, anybody that reads something like that would logically think, well, that must make, that makes perfect sense. Why wouldn't we, why would we not pray for Satan? Because wouldn't it make sense if we pray for Satan, they turn it around, everything becomes good. No, the answer is no. Because, and how do I know that? Because the scripture is very clear about the end and it's, it's, it's going to happen. And Satan does not turn towards correct, towards God. He still wants to become God himself, which is why he's pushing so many people to worship him, which is why I believe there are so many abortions on the planet because they are, I guess, a, a new kind of a sacrifice, if you will, that we don't even know that we don't even know we're doing. But anyway, that's a whole other discussion for another time. So, all right, I'm not sure how we got there leading up to the tribulation, but I'll tell you what, here's one that really threw me off. Do you have your screen back by any chance? No, no, I'll let you know when I have my screen back. I don't think it's coming back. Okay. And ironically, why, why, anytime we, we have something that's really important, something happens. We have weird audio, scratchy, screen now is off. You know, the blessing is you can see me and I can hear your birds <laughs> in the background. I know this is an amazing microphone on this ear thing. Well, anyway, this is, uh, I have two things to post up here for this one. San Francisco, we reported to you. That's all I needed years. to know. <laughs> oh, go ahead. You know. You go ahead. No, you're talking about no, it. No, I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. Tee it up. <laughs> well, San Francisco, we have been talking about San Francisco for a long time. One of, the, one of the things we reported a year ago was that they had said that it was no longer a crime to steal up to $900, or not a crime worth arresting for, 
for anything up to 900 hours. So there have been stores that have shut down and, and people have, have closed down their shops and major chains have pulled out of San Francisco because of it. Uh, now there's another thing happening where for those who, who are supposed to be tra transgendered, they're offering $1,200 a month cash payments if you come forward. So that's one thing. But then the third thing, which really, really uh, threw me into the leading up to the tribulation was San Francisco police are now proposing allowing robots to kill in rare and exceptional circumstances. Did you hear about this one, GJ? Yes, yes. I, I think I posted this one. But go I ahead. think you obviously, did. Obviously, you're taking credit for it, so go ahead. You're the smartest man alive. Go for no, it. No, it's all you. I can't, I can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting back on this one, man. You talk about it. It's all you. Go for it. <laughs> well, we've talked a lot about AI technology and robots, and here are these unmanned robots that have a lot of ability and right now there's i think san francisco owns 15 of them of which 12 are actually being utilized right now and they can go in and they can you know, do a lot of good things that keeps police officers out of harm's way however it also has the ability to you know sense certain things that are going on in the environment that, that it's in including people well, if they feel like an officer is at risk or for whatever, these robots can literally go and take action up to killing whatever needs to be done. That is pretty scary. And uh, it just goes to show where we're at. And again, why do we talk about these things is things that are leading up to the tribulation is that these types of things will be utilized on a mass scale and you'll be on camera. Audio, <laughs> you'll you'll have drones, you'll have robots, you'll have all this technology that is now available and being utilized. And a lot of times it takes years before technology is utilized because of the cost. And the cost has now come down in so, so many ways that you can um by the way, so my brother had a newspapers, so we were observed for Thanksgiving and he had a newspaper that he found. Uh, he was doing my dad. My brother's a uh, contractor and he was renovating an old school and they're updating a lot of the, the school and it's a middle school. And they found an, a newspaper from 1950 and they had a television for like three hundred sixty nine dollars. It was like a 19 inch TV. And back then, 19 inch to 25 inch was as big as you could get. And I'm like, now you can get an 85 inch almost that much it's just crazy how technology has you know gone so fast and converged and the the, the fastness the speed the um i guess that's the same fastness speed the size everything the quality is so much faster and better that now you can implement it so much easier so all these things are available and they're being implemented as we speak to some degree maybe not fully to the way we will see it in the tribulation. I won't see that. Dan's not going to see it because we're going to be gone. And I'm hoping that you make that choice so that you go with us. And that's the number one reason why we do this show is we want people to be aware so that they can make a, the right decisions for themselves and they can spend eternity with Jesus himself. Well, still staying in that whole theme of leading up to the tribulation, GJ, you posted another one about the smart cities. It was a quote by an ex-Silicon Valley executive turned whistleblower. And it's about worldwide 
smart cities being converted into what they would call open concentration camps. So talk just a little bit about that one. Well, I, probably most of us have heard about smart cities or smart cities to come. And, you know, all these cities, like here in the United States, almost every city, and now even to the smaller towns, you know, have cameras on almost every stoplight or stop sign or, the you know, the the lights. So, I mean, there's, there's uh, signals, there's lights, there's cameras. And, and then the other thing that is massive, high-speed internet, you know, Wi-Fi or 5G. So you have all this technology that's being utilized. And so they have the latest, the greatest technology in full use. And on the surface, that's great. And we live and use technology every single day. And we obviously, we do this show because of technology, even though I can't see the screen today. All these smart cities are interconnected. However, they can they have the ability to turn turn things on. They have the ability to turn things off. They have the ability to listen. They have the ability to watch. They have the ability, like, if you're getting out of hand, if you're saying stuff or you're doing stuff, they will know about it, and they can take corrective action. What is that corrective action? Whatever it is. We just gave you one where they have in robots. <laughs> robots can go in and do whatever. Because one of the things I always heard is like, why would people ever turn on other people? It doesn't have to be people. Or it could be people from other countries that are coming, that they don't have the same belief. They don't have the same understanding. And you start to look at these things. We're now there. And it's starting to happen on a global scale. Well, in this article that we're pointing out to you and from the Gateway Pundit, it's called The Beast System. Of uh, like the global system of surveillance or the beast system, talking about the mark of the beast and the beast being the antichrist, and not just that, but how the one world government, one world uh, religion, one world financial system—they're all watching and monitoring, and and even the World Economic Forum put out a video talking about how you'll have nothing, but every but you'll feel connected because there's people watching you, and you're safe and you're protected. There's a video that's on this article that I uh, would encourage people to look up. It's called Big Brother Meets Big Data. And it's one of these whistleblowers that have said, uh, talks about how the beast surveillance system or the beast system is already set up. Like it's already set up in these major cities. And even if you live in certain states or certain parts of the world where you think, nah, it's not gonna happen, it's there. I mean, a couple of the things they talk about, and this is why it's so important for us to talk about it for leading up to tribulation is, is our streets are spying on us, our cameras everywhere. Our cell phones are spying on us. I mean, we already talked about how this camera that faces us is actually taking little pictures here and there that we that we have reported on from other people saying that it does that, which I don't doubt that it does. Our appliances are spying on us, whether it's a TV or if it's a refrigerator. Our cars are spying on us. Our banks are spying on us. Our digital thermostats are, spy, are spying on us. And so the infrastructure for what they're this beast surveillance system for a lockdown is already in place. It's already there. And so these are things that are happening that are we're using them for convenience right now, but in one at some point they will be used in a way to control our every movement. So that's why we bring that up to you guys. That's just insane. Absolutely insane. There's one more that I wanted to share for leading up to the tribulation. Then we're gonna hop into things and make you go, thank you for the shirt, Miss JY. That is, I'm going to pull up on screen in just a minute because I just had to refresh it. But there's a shooting. (laughs) 
What's that? I know. There's a shooting that happened in a Walmart. It was a mass shooting that happened at a Walmart. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if you post this or not, GJ, but I'll just take I it. Not, I did not post that one. Okay. So I'm aware of the incident, but I don't know anything about it. Well, the person that did the shooting when he was being interviewed by the police and the police have report, have released the Walmart mass shooters manifesto in that manifesto, he's quoted by saying, God, forgive me, dot, dot, dot. I was led by Satan. So he is saying that he was led by Satan to commit this mass shooting of which many people were injured. If you don't think that the satanic is real, I was talking to somebody the other day and I won't mention who it is, but they said, oh, I believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell, though. And I said, well, do you believe that there are evil people in the, in the world? And he goes, yeah, of course. I said, well, when they die, where do they go? What happens to them? And there was no, really no real answer. And then he said, well, can you explain what heaven's like? And I said, well, I've never been there, but I'm looking forward to going. <laughs> but there are some things in the scripture that tell us what heaven will be like. And that's all I can give to you is what the scripture has told us already and what Jesus has mentioned through the prophets about what's going to happen. And what it's going to look like. But I said also, heaven is temporary. Because even in, the old, in, in Revelation, it talks about how there's a new heaven and a new earth. So there's all these things that we have to think about. But what struck me was, is that there are people that don't believe in hell. Although it's very evident that there are evil people that have gone the path of evil on this planet. So yeah, that, this, one, uh, this one definitely shocked me when I saw that. Well, a lot of people think, well, I'm a good person and, and I've never done anything really bad, you know. And I think I think that's a lot of people, but that's not going to get you to heaven. And we all need a, a savior. And we all need a personal relationship with Jesus. A lot of times people don't realize it until it's too late. And the other thing is Jesus wants us to experience a fulfilled life. And uh, a lot of times we're afraid, as humans, we're afraid because we have free will. He gave us free will to go down the path. Well, I'm going to have to do things I don't want to do or I won't be able to do things that I like or it's going to change. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. I mean, it's definitely happened for me. I mean, even the path that I'm on. I, I mean, Alita and I were talking about this yesterday, how, you know, if certain things hadn't happened, we wouldn't have met. And if somebody hadn't said, hey, go meet this person. And then this person met this person. Then she went to a church. And then that person led her to another person. That person led her to another person that led to me. I mean, it's amazing how, and I wasn't even at that church. I wasn't even in the same state at the time. So it's just amazing. People have these thoughts. I'm telling you right now, there's no better life than having Jesus be at the forefront. And a lot of people say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good for you. I'm happy for you. But that's not what I wanted. You know, I was that person for a long time. And I knew who Jesus was. And I think that's even worse. I knew who Jesus was. I knew there was a heaven. I knew there was a hell. And I knew that I was actually playing with fire. I think that's even worse than somebody that doesn't know at all. But everybody will give, be given that opportunity between the time they're born and the time that they pass to know Jesus. So. Hopefully today's that day for you because you're watching or you're listening. I can't see you, but you can see me. I look pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you look good. You look good. Well, I definitely have two more all. things. <laughs> we have two more things to share with you before we get into the message. And that is, first one is this, is that Klaus Schwab is in the news again. Wow. Never, never. 
Shocker, I know, right? Shocker. Anyway, I have this video. It's a minute and 34 seconds. I'm just going to play a little bit of it and kind of set the stage for it. Clash Ross being interviewed on state TV in China. And he says something very interesting. If you can't hear it and understand it, we'll explain it to you after it's over. But here we go. Do you not hear it? No, I don't hear anything. Oh, bummer. Okay, well, I'll just go ahead and walk through this. I'll take it off the screen. If you couldn't hear it, that means other people may not be able to hear it. So, so Klaus Schwab, he is being interviewed on state TV, and she's speaking English to him, and he's responding English, which is really interesting to me that he's doing that on state TV in China. But he actually is quoted as saying that China is a role model for many countries, end quote, and proclaims a, quote, systemic transformation of the world, end quote, on Chinese state television. So he's saying that this level of control that China has over its citizens is a role model for many countries and that it should create this systemic transformation of the world. There's no doubt in my mind that what he's hoping to set up is what we see explained in the scriptures. No doubt in my mind. So, yes. There we go. Yes. And and Klaus Schwab is in charge of the World Economic Forum, the WF. Absolutely. So we have one more thing I got to share with you. And I honestly don't remember who posted this, but there is a strange, I'm going to pop it up on the screen here for everybody else to see, but there is a strange Paleo-Hebrew inscription found in the ruins under Jerusalem that appears to confirm a biblical narrative. Do you remember reading this one, JJ? I don't know if you posted this or not. Yes, I do. And go ahead, and I'll, I'll add my two cents worth. Unless you want me to. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'm about to give the message. I'll be talking for, for a minute. Oh, because you, you didn't even know, you didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I read some of it. I read some of it. So one of the things about it that struck me on this, okay, so, you know, it's pretty cool when, Researchers, scientists find things of old and, you know, and then they trace it back to a certain timeline or, or you know, some, something significant. So in this case, it gives credence to the Bible and specifically to King Hezekiah, Hezekiah, which also goes back to, which you can read in, in uh, Isaiah 38. It also ties back to David, so David and Goliath. And so there's a lot of history that's tied. So there's a lot of dots being connected by what they found there. And I just found it very interesting that they're giving credence to the Bible, proof of the Bible, and King Hezekiah, and and so some of the things that happened during that time, which you can go and read about in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. So again, it's amazing how we continue to find bits and pieces that tie everything back to the Bible, which obviously God's word and giving glory back to God. I happen to believe that when the tribulation starts and 144,000 witnesses, so it's come from the 12 tribes of Israel, 12,000 from each uh, tribe of Israel happens, there is going to be some kind of a, and this is just my belief and my thoughts, there's going to be some kind of revelation that happens of archaeology with the Bible that will prove to these evangelists that Jesus is, was, is, and will always be the Messiah. And that's why they go and evangelize the world. That's my personal feeling. But 
things like this always fascinate me because when you find something that shows that the biblical narrative is actually true, it takes away that, uh, that refute that somebody tries to have. When somebody tries to refute something, it takes that away. So yeah, just absolutely amazing. Fascinating find, GJ. I thought that was pretty cool. Thank you. And that happened in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Well, we definitely have to get into the message. We're running short on time. We've been in Revelation chapter five. And the when we left off last, we were just we were just talking about Jesus, who was reflected in Revelation chapter five as the lion of Judah. But then this dichotomy of how he is also the lamb that that looks like as if he was slain. And so we talked about the first two things about the lamb, this and, and that was the lamb's centrality, that Jesus, who represents the lamb who looks as if he was slain, is standing in the middle of the seven lampstands, which are the churches. He looks as if he had been slain, which is his condition. But then we also take a look at his characteristics. And his characteristics were having seven horns and seven eyes. So that's where I, really where I wanted to pick up today is talking about what those horns are and those seven eyes. So horns are symbols of authority. This is Revelation chapter five, everyone. Horns are symbols of authority and power, sometimes representing individual rulers and at other times representing nations. And Daniel, I was just reading in Daniel chapter seven today, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact about how a goat and a ram come together and they butt heads and that the ram's horns are knocked off and that the goat takes over. And of course, that was, I think it was King Darius at the time who Daniel was revealing to him what that, what his dream meant. But it is possible that the seven horns on this lamb represent the fullness of the slain lamb's power and authority to rule and reign. And the seven eyes of the lamb of God are said to be the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. These seven spirits are mentioned in Revelation 3 verse 1 and were compared with seven stars, which represent angels. That's in Revelation 1.20. It seems that these seven spirits are the seven angels who appear often in the book of Revelation and carry out the wishes and desires of Jesus himself. So according to Zechariah 4.10, the seven eyes represent the Lord's knowledge of what transpires on earth. I really love that. Zechariah 4.10 is a small book, small minor prophet, but more power-packed revelation that is. The seven eyes represent the Lord's knowledge of what transpires on earth. Who despises the day of small things? It says, men will rejoice when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. And that's uh, also in, in the book of Ze Zechariah. These seven are the eyes of the Lord, which range throughout the earth. So God is watching. Jesus knows what's going on. And what it tells me is that nothing happens on earth that is not known by the Lord. He sees it all. And he is controlling all the major events and circumstances that are leading us to this pivotal pinnacle moment of him taking over the reign of the world. His sovereign will is being executed through the seven angels who stand before him, ready to do what he wants. They are the instruments through whom his message to the seven churches were given. And they are the ones who blow the trumpets and pour out the plagues, announcing his judgments on earth. So John simply declares in Revelation 5, 7, he came, the lamb that looked like he was slain, Jesus, and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Just back up for a minute. 
if we remember back in Revelation chapter four, it ends with John who's seeing this vision crying because he couldn't find anyone worthy to open the scroll. But in Revelation five, it talks about Jesus, who is the lion of, Ju of the tribe of Judah and the lamb that looks as if he was slain, is the only one worthy to open the seals and the scroll. And so it says in Revelation 5, 7, he came and took the scroll from the right hand of him, God the Father, who sat on the throne. In great symbolism, we are reminded that the kingdom of the Messiah is given to him by the Heavenly Father. The Son is to be honored and worshipped as the Father, and that comes with the Father's approval and blessing. Well, here's the cool thing about Revelation chapter 5. The rest of that chapter, almost the full rest of that chapter is what's called the Song of the Lamb. So there's this song that's written there about the Lamb. John speaks of Jesus Christ in this book of Revelation with many wonderful titles given to him by Jesus himself. But the key title is the one John uses 28 times, Lamb. Jesus is the Lamb of God. And then there's this, there's this massive reaction that happens when the scroll is taken, when Jesus takes the scroll out of the hand of God the Father, there's this reaction. There's two things happen immediately. First, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down. I'm getting shivers just thinking about this. Fell down before the lamb and they sang a new song. The first was an act of humility and submission. The second was an act of praise and worship. They reacted with submission recognizing Jesus's sovereignty. I mean, what an incredible picture, bowing down in front of Jesus. This all happened when he took the scroll out of the hand of the one who sat on the throne, the heavenly father. And at that moment, the worship leaders of heaven knew what to do. And as we learned earlier, whenever the four living creatures respond and worship, the 24 elders do the same. And we understand the 24 elders to represent the fullness of the church. The harps these elders played were a part of that worship response, reflecting the traditional instrument of worship from the Old Testament. We see that in Psalm 33, Psalm 98, Psalm 147. And it's with some amusement that people speak of harps actually being played by heavenly beings, right? You see this little cherubim kind of just strumming the harp, and perhaps we're all going to be harpists in heaven. I don't know. Maybe we're all going to get a harp in heaven. I don't know. It won't be me. Right. It won't be you. All you got to do is strum it, man. That's all you got to do. You can't make that sound bad. We are told the elders also have golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. That's a And you can see the reference there, Revelation 8, 3 and 4. The altar of incense in front of the second veil of the tabernacle and temple was the place where the priest symbolized his role in representing the people to God. We see that in Luke 1, verses 8 to 10. The incense spoke of the people's prayers rising up to the nostrils and the attention of God, as Psalm 141, 2. Now, this is where we're going to bring this to a place where we need to introduce. Uh, TJ, you're going to say whatever you want after these next two paragraphs here and then lead people to Jesus. But I just want to say it is possible that the prayers of the elders that we're seeing here reveal that the church in heaven will be interceding for those who become believers during the tribulation period, as well as for the nation of Israel. It is also possible that these prayers represent the long-standing prayer of God's people, which our Lord instructed us in Matthew 6.10 to pray for. He says, your kingdom come. 
Well, the beasts, the elders, they reacted with singing, recognizing his salvation. The 24 elders have the harps and the golden bowls of incense. They also are the ones who sing the new song. This new song speaks of redemption, something that the angels desire to understand, but in fact, do not experience. And that's where we're going to leave off today. We're going to come back and we're going to talk next week about this new song and what this new song is and what it means. The GJ, tell us a little bit more about why we should know who Jesus is and lead us in a prayer to accept him. Well, as you're sharing that, you know, I'm reading my dad's Bible. His Bible is a King James Version Bible. Underlined a lot of things in red. <laughs> and as you're sharing all this, I mean, it's like, it's, it's such a beautiful, a lot of people are afraid what's in Revelation. Thing about it is when you're in Christ and you are one with Him, these things don't sound so scary. And God removes that fear, I believe. I, I just feel like, you know, there's a lot I still don't understand and probably will never understand until I get to heaven. What I do understand is that God is in control. God loves you. God is is wanting the best for each of us. And even though bad things happen. <laughs> to good people and things that happen in the world, God is using these things for his good. And a lot of times it doesn't make sense to us. And as you're reading this, even the angels didn't know, that just shows right there that God knows. That actually excites me. And, uh, you know, I just, I really want to just go take the hill. You know, it's like Ben, ben uh, the sergeant, let's go take the hill. And, and so how do we take the hill today? When you're watching or listening right now, I can't see you. I can't see anything because I'm looking at literally looking at a blank screen. So uh, I'm trusting that I look good and I sound good. So one thing that I can say is you're here at this point because God wants you here. And whether you agree with that or not is you're here. And so what do you do with this information? I challenge you to turn your life over to, to Jesus because you never know when your day is coming. You never know when the rapture is happening. You never know. It's like, hey, somebody was in Walmart and they never, they didn't get up that morning. They go to Walmart thinking that there was going to be some crazy shooter there. You know, going down, down, driving down the street and a car wreck happens. I mean, it happens every single day. People do not plan to get up and the life ends. And I know that can sound morbid. It's like, it's the reality that we're all going to die at some point unless we go into the rapture. I truly believe. We're going in the rapture. I'll probably go before Dan. Just kidding. Just Only because you're more north than me right now. That's it. Because <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go at the same time. We joke about it. It's it's really serious business because we know, even if we don't go in the rapture, we know that if something happens to us, we know where we're going. It's just like when my father was in hospice and on his deathbed. Is I told him a handful of times. Dad, you fought a good fight. It's okay to go see Jesus. And I knew he was going to go see Jesus. He'd given his life to Jesus. And the more I read his Bible, the more I realize the closer he was to Jesus than I thought. And nothing derogatory on that. It's just I see his words. I see his notes and how God was working in him. And so the, I found comfort where he is today. And I know at some point that's going to happen for me. I know that's going to happen to all my loved ones. I know that's going to happen to you, who's ever watching, listening. So what do you do is you can you can easily 
give your life to Jesus. What does that mean? Is that you recognize that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Jesus died on the cross to forgive us for our sins, to take away our sins of the future. You know, and that that happened before we were born. However, God knew we would be here today. God knew what was going to happen before we were actually born. God wants the best for us. He gave us the free will. So you have the free will to choose Jesus. You have the free will to to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to ask for forgiveness, to ask for him to come into your heart, and then to turn away from that sin. And sometimes that's hard, and sometimes that's scary. What I do know is that when you start to make those, take those steps, God is there with you, and God will bring people in your life. And Satan doesn't want you to do this. So you might be at this pivotal moment like, well, I know I need to do this, but I'm not ready, or I don't believe this, or I don't like this. That's Satan in your ear. Listen to Jesus. And as Dan pointed out, the things in Revelation that a lot of people don't understand or think are scary is that, and and there are definitely some bad things that are going to happen during that time. However, if you are right with Jesus, you can avoid or minimize a lot of those things. And you can have a life of purpose. You can live a life on purpose, for purpose, and for God's purpose, which would be the best purpose for you. So let's pray. Father, we come to you today. We thank you for this opportunity. We acknowledge that you are the Lord and Savior of all. You died on the cross. You were raised from that tomb for everlasting life. And because of this, you are the way. You are the only way to the Father. And I ask that you come into my heart. I ask for forgiveness. I ask that you turn my heart new. I ask that you come and help me with the next steps. I ask again for the forgiveness and everything. And it doesn't matter what you've done today or what you've done in your life. Jesus is willing to forgive you. All you have to ask. He truly loves you. He truly cares for you. He wants what's best for you. So again, acknowledge that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Ask him to come into your heart. Ask for forgiveness in sin, any of the sin. Start to turn away from that sin and move forward, and you can have everlasting life. And Lord, we thank you for this opportunity again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 As my journey says, amen. Amen. <laughs> Even though I can't see you. Well, hey, if you are listening today and you, you prayed that prayer, we want you to find yourself in a place where you're around other people that believe in Jesus, can feed into your life, and help you on this path also to read the word of God. If you're on this podcast, if you're on this broadcast podcast, where we're listening to, you have access to internet, go to uh, uversion.com or go to uversion on the, on the app and go check that out. And uh, also too, we want you to take some time and go visit our sponsors, faithfully fit and free and target on my back.org. Go check Woo! us out. We will see you guys next week. We love you. That's why we do this every single week. We want to see more and more people accept Jesus. And uh, we'll see you next time. God bless you guys. End Times Chat. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.